All right, welcome to the Speak Your Peace podcast. My name is Ian McNaughton. This is episode 99 of the Speak Your Peace podcast. Uh, we call this either the Wayne Gretzky episode, but since we're doing a Formula One podcast, this is the Antonio Giovinazzi <laughs> podcast. Uh, pleased to be joined by my two favorite Formula One friends, Justin Yip, Patrick Dean. Boys, what's going on? What's happening? Well... I'm glad I'm your favorite, but I might like pretty much your only. <laughs> yeah, you guys are like, the, you guys are my go-to for like Formula One content. Like we basically like, I don't know about you guys, if you guys are sending memes on a daily, but like pretty regularly we sell, send Formula One memes. I'm just, send, one I'm just sending you memes mm-hmm. every day. Yeah. <laughs> and on Facebook. <laughs> pretty much. Facebook or Reddit? Just Facebook. Some of the Reddit ones are good. Patrick, what's, what's going on, big guy? What, what's new with you, Patrick? Nothing really with me. I'm just getting ready for F1 to come back, to be honest. So we are doing this podcast, uh, what's the 19th? So not this weekend, but the weekend after is when the Belgian Grand Prix is in Spa, which is probably one of my favorite tracks. I love Spa. It's so cool. So fun. Spa is crazy. I love Spa. Uh, I guess we should start off, since we're doing a Formula One podcast, we should start off with the Japanese Grand Prix being canceled for the second year in a row, which sucks. I also like Japanese Grand Prix. Um, you guys, were you guys surprised by this, considering that Japan just had the Olympics recently and now they can't host an F1 race? Justin, were you surprised at this? I didn't think it would get canceled just because of like exactly that, like the Olympics. I thought it would go through. I wasn't even like worried about it being canceled. I was more worried about like probably other tracks getting canceled, if anything, but... Um, yeah, and I think a lot of the teams are, or like the drivers are pretty like heartbroken about it too, because everyone loves Japan, especially like, um, like having like Red Bull um, and Honda like together. Um, they were they're probably really looking forward to that as well. So I think everyone's pretty disappointed and pretty shocked that it happened. Patrick, I'm sure you were a bit caught off guard by the news of the cancellation of the Japanese Grand Prix. Yeah, I wasn't expecting it at all, man. Uh, especially with y- having Yuki this year and then Honda's last official like full year, I thought they'd go hard with Japan this year. Especially after the Olympics, I didn't think it would be canceled. I, I, I it's funny how many I, I was not expecting the kind of outpouring that uh, the drivers had. Like I think Carlos Sainz mm-hmm. posted it on his Instagram story. Lando posted about it. Yuki obviously posted about it. George Russell probably posted about it. So about it too. Pardon me. I saw Gasly post about it. Gasly too. post about it too. Yeah. I might even post about it later. I don't know. So anyways, uh, let's recap the season so far. I guess we should start with uh, driver standings and constructor standings where Mercedes is back in front, baby. Uh, I'm going to pull it up right here. Lewis Hamilton is 195 points. Max Verstappen, 187 points. Lando Norris, third place with 113 points. That's, those are your top three in the driver standings. Uh, Constructors, Mercedes has 303. Red Bull has 291. Ferrari has 163, as well as McLaren. So we're tied with the top three. Um, are you guys surprised at those results right now? Is there a surprising figure that you... Maybe not at the top, but... Is there another surprising team further down or a driver further down? Um, yeah, I don't think it's necessarily like as surprising like at the top, just because like 
it was pretty close between like Mercedes and Red Bull. So, you know, it was like what Toto said, like they were one DNF away from passing them and he was right um, pretty much. And so um, at the bottom, I'm pretty surprised that I'm looking at it on the side here. Yes. Uh, yeah, pretty yeah, surprised that, that Williams you know, is in the points, double digits, just so everyone knows double digit points. That's pretty impressive in my opinion. So I'm shocked about that. Well, this is the same guy, Patrick, you'll, you know what I'm talking about. This is the same guy who said that Antonio Giovinazzi is going to be a you know future champion with Ferrari here. That's Justin's words. So quote, yeah, yeah, I remember that too. So, you know, I, I'm surprised, I'm surprised that you're already giving up on your boy Giovinazzi and, and Alfa Romeo. So you can, you know, fanboy for Williams. Especially on his dedicated podcast. I know on the 99 episode for Antonio Giovinazzi, and he's already, you know, switching lanes. He's already changing loyalties. I see. I mean, I've got George Russell in a Mercedes <laughs> oh my as my background. <laughs> this wasn't planned, by the way. This has been like this. Patrick knows this has been like this for like almost a month now. Yeah, I forgot I, you had it though. I am a sole believer in George Russell. Uh, Patrick, do you have any surprising champ, uh, you know, drivers or constructors results at the moment? Um, well, I said this in our, in our last podcast, but Lando Norris, I didn't expect him to do as well as he's doing this year. Like he's up, he's up there with Valtteri, which I, I think is crazy to be honest. Um, I, I'll be honest. I, as someone who's played Danny Rick quite a number of times in fantasy this year, I was hoping that he'd be higher. <laughs> um, I mean, in your first year with McLaren, that's not the worst result to be ninth, especially with the rise of Ferrari, which I guess is another kind of surprising thing. I thought Ferrari would be good. I didn't think they'd be this good this year, but you'd love to see it. I like to see it. I guess I'm a bit of a Ferrari fan, so it works for me. I feel like as a team, like they're doing really well. Like maybe not necessarily like the drivers are doing like super crazy well, but like I think they've just like accumulated so many points because they've been like pretty consistent getting like within the top 10 closer to like four and five um most races or like mm-hmm. a for like quite a few races they've been finishing in top five i think for the most yeah. part like it's you yeah. you know either Par- one of those Perez is finishing in the top five lando valtry max lewis and then sometimes you know charles can sneak into the top five maybe carlos but yeah i think it's you know fun to see a Ferrari team actually not be shit like they were last year. <laughs> yeah. Um, we'll talk a, a little bit. What's your guys' favorite race so far this season? Do you guys have a favorite race that you're like, I really enjoyed that one. Hungry I think, I, 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 <laughs> I, well, I think Patrick, I know what your least favorite race is. Take a guess. Take a guess. Is it the British Grand Prix? It has to be, yeah. You know, yeah, okay. I've, I've talked to you about it a lot, a lot. Yeah, we have. We have chatted about that quite a bit. Um, I'm trying to think. I think Imola was my favorite race. I think that was probably the highlight. I don't know if it's the highlight of the season, but it's certainly one of my favorite races of the year. Justin, do you have a favorite race in the 2021 season so far? I like the last race, actually, just because, okay, like, okay. putting aside, like, the George Russell like fanboy like him getting points I thought it was just like I thought it was just really surprising and like um like it kind of showed that like things had changed so quickly and like it was pretty much like 
a super unexpected like outcome so yeah i'm with justin like thinking like thinking of the future like hungry is the one i'm going to be going back and watching over and over yeah that's probably fair i mean it, the first lap was obviously insane the fact that valtteri just lock, he, he late break then locked up uh lando start i remember what you know watching that live and you're seeing lando start and you're like oh my god oh my god oh my god and then it's just like nope nope this is all for nothing yeah uh and then lewis kind of blowing the lead by not changing his tires off after the red flag mm-hmm. that bold was move. <laughs> bold strategy con let's see how this plays out and it did not play out well for him uh but shout out Esteban Ocon getting a win big win for him just like we all suspected just like we all thought he would. You bet on that one, right? Obviously. We yeah. obviously put yeah. money on Esteban to win. Of course. <laughs> Apparently, he's one of like the nicest guys, though, in the, like in all of like the Formula One. Apparently, like he's like one of the most upbeat, positive, happy-go-lucky people in Formula One. Up, there, that's with cool Danny, up there with Danny Rick? Or I think so. Well, people usually talk about like Vettel and Ricardo as like two of those like positive, upbeat people. Mm-hmm. And Apparently, Akon's up there too. So good for him. He, lo- he deserves it. He deserves it. Um, so we'll cut, we'll go through this next section quickly. We're going to review each team's season in a nutshell so far. Okay. So we're going to go through all 10 teams. We can probably go through the last couple of teams pretty quickly. We don't need to talk a lot about Haas or Alpha Romeo, but um Let's start with the leading team. We'll go. We'll go by constructor. So Mercedes this season. What would you guys grade Mercedes season? Like, is this is this a B plus for them because they're not as far as B plus? B plus. I'd I'd give them like a B, but they're that's just because of like what they've actually done. Like they've been pretty lucky, and mm-hmm. I think that's why they look better than they actually are. Um, because I think you guys have already seen that like Lewis has done like significantly less points than he did last year at this yeah. time. Um, <clears throat> but he's still like, he's still first, I think. And so um, I think he's just really lucky that like, mm-hmm. you know, that crash happened and then he was able to take so many points away from Max and all that. And there was another race, I forgot which one where um, he was able to come from last as well and pass Max and um, take mm-hmm. even more points away. Wasn't that Imola too, where he just basically rose up the grid pretty like he? Yeah, I think. I don't know if he went from yeah, last, he but he definitely went from like way far down and got into the points. Yeah, because he lost that front wing there, right? Yeah, he got he got bumped by Max. They don't talk about mm-hmm. that, no. But uh, <laughs> they no, I I. It, so it's like a it's a high B from you, Justin, and it's a B plus from you, Patrick. Yeah, because I think they've had a good seat. I mean. Lewis, you know, there's always going to be the debate about if it's luck or skill with him. Cause I think he is a skilled driver. You don't just come from last to second accidentally, but then there is some luck in Sebastian Vettel getting a DQ. So you're kind of well, take, you're kind of taking mean, like, both. Their car isn't like exactly like the best, like, um, it's certainly not as good as it has been in year especially past. Especially like, well, like, especially when it's in the back of like the pack. Yeah. It doesn't do too hot. Like it's, it's really good for being like first, like Mercedes always um, has been. So um, I think considering that Lewis is a really good job. And I think that's a really hard job that he has is to like go like to come through the whole pack and 
um, overtaking such like hard situations. Well, I wanted I want to discuss Valtteri's contract a little bit more, but I, I think he's done eh as a driver, which is probably not great for Mercedes, but as a driver, he's kind of been yeah this season. Yeah. He's kind of been more average than than uh, usual lately, just in the last couple of races. Mm-hmm. But honestly, I feel like Mercedes like is not like ignoring the fact that like Valtteri is a really good like compliment and like doesn't really cause like serious problems. It's not like um like Max and Dan Ricardo like situation. Sure. He's he's able like he's like pretty calm in most situations and doesn't like you know like cause a lot of problems for Lewis and Lewis is able to like succeed so much probably because of Valtteri. And I think they're worried that like like it could be like a Rosberg and Lewis situation like in the future, if they were to bring someone else in, mm-hmm. hopefully George. We'll discuss that later on. Uh, Red Bull racing. Is this also a B plus or is like, or is this maybe an A minus for Red Bull? I was going to give them a B. B. Okay. I'd give them a B plus almost a minus. I, I agree with like, your initial grading like i think they're like they're pretty close i think for whatever you're giving mercedes they either should be at the same level maybe a little bit behind like i'm not opposed to a b with with red bull but it's a lot of the time it isn't their fault or that they just draw the short straw but they just haven't been able to capitalize on places where they should be like they should be above mercedes right now if you look back at the races yeah 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 i think it's a lot of like out of hand things that like Red Bull is like facing and they've been a bit more unlucky compared to Mercedes. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I feel like there's more like things they have done, like even like kind of strategy wise that like they probably could have like capitalized on a bit more and done a bit better and probably could have put them in like a slightly better position that like they'd be ahead right now going into the break. Cause you got to think there was a point when they had like the clear, better car. Yeah. In France, in France, yeah. they had the better car. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and now it seems Mercedes has almost closed that gap to a degree. So, well, that was the I think those were the why the upgrades at Silverstone were yeah. so key. Like that's probably I don't want to say that's been the biggest difference, but it certainly has to be mentioned when you talk about this season and just like the kind of the momentum swing a little bit going over from Red Bull to Mercedes. Yeah. Any other thoughts on Red Bull? I really like Sergio Perez and what he's done with Red Bull this season. I'm hoping they keep him for next year. I think he's really good with Max. I, I think he makes sense, honestly. Like, I, I didn't think he did at first, but he's actually, like, and, like, he's been a little bit inconsistent. But, I mean, I know it's a very difficult car to drive. So, I <laughs> and, like, being Max's teammate is probably not easy. Um, but I think just because he's been around so long that, like, he, like, understands, like, first driver and second driver positions in the team, and he's able to, like, um like pull strengths from that we'll discuss it again we'll discuss this later on I, I remember in the last race when nico rosberg was saying about how you know pierre gasly wants to try and get that red bull seat back and it's just like i i'll be honest i think you'd be really stupid not to bring paris back next year mm-hmm. i think you would be like really galaxy braining it if you don't bring paris back for maybe another one year or even a two-year deal yeah. That's that's just me though. Yeah, I don't think there's anyone that stands out to replace him enough that you shouldn't bring him back next year because he's been putting in good results. He's been getting he has he has a win, right? Yeah, yeah he won I mean, in he's got, win, he's got the pole. 
Yeah. Um, we'll go with Ferrari because they're ahead on the standings according to the app. Um, I think Ferrari should get a B at least. Yeah, I think they get a B. I think they've been a little bit on the unlucky side as well, but um, I don't think they've done anything like crazy to stand out as well. Um, so I'd, I'd give them a B. It's almost a little bit of a rebuilding year after last year, I think, is the thing yeah. with Ferrari. Mm-hmm. Patrick, any thoughts on on Ferrari? Scuderia. I was just gonna give them a B plus because they're doing okay. a lot more consistent compared to where I thought they'd be going in from last year. So that's the only reason I'd say that. I'm, I mean, I'm I'm slightly unlucky in having Charles in fantasy because I think I made him what was it my double or triple or whatever, and he didn't even survive the first turn in Budapest. So that's cool. I remember you told me that the night before the race, and yeah. I almost switched it to my double. Yeah. I was because I had I was confident in that for like a couple of weeks. I'm like, yeah, you know what? Charles has been doing good. I'll I'll, I'll give him the give him the triple or whatever it was. And then it's like, no, no, you're not getting the triple, Ian. You you're you're a dumbass. Well, you gave him the mega driver, right? Mega driver. That's yeah. what it was. I gave him the mega driver, and it's just like, no, no, you're not you're not supposed to do well in Formula One fantasy. What do you think this is, Ian? Those negative points multiply. Oh, you don't say. You don't say. They like really multiply when they're negative. Yeah, yeah it's it's really bad. Um, McLaren. We'll talk about McLaren a little bit. As I I think they're probably kind of with Ferrari in like the B B plus area. Again, I I would like a little bit more from Ricardo. That's yeah. just me personally. I, I feel like the difference between them is like Ferrari's got like two drivers that are really like they're really good for each other and i think they're ready to like have a better car that's like able to fight for first place whereas i feel like with mclaren lando's ready but daniel's not necessarily ready yet and i think next year's car if it's like an improvement that they'll be able to compete as well as long as daniel can pull his weight a bit more because lando's doing a lot of work right now this might be a stupid question but what what pair of driver would you rather have like would you rather have like you could be any engine you want you can have a mercedes engine but would you rather have the signs and leclerc pairing or the norris ricardo pairing at this point in time i'd go with the ferrari pairing just because uh ricardo hasn't had as much time in that car he just he hasn't figured out the braking yet okay yeah i i feel like yeah i feel like the same that those two drivers are pretty consistent like they get i think they like push the car to where it like should be considering like um like they kind of have to reset their car i think two years ago so yeah i'd I'd say that too i i don't know maybe i i I would think i'd rather just have the mclaren drivers and just figure it out like i i think i would rather trust those two drivers and just figure out whatever engine and like a higher risk higher reward thing yeah that's them that's probably you're, it. You're like in the long term, McLaren drivers are definitely the move, but in the in the short term, like one if, season, I take the Ferrari. If you're trying if, to win right now, yeah, because yeah. if Daniel, to... if Daniel could like pull off like some solid like finishes with Lando's already like pretty consistent finishes, they'd be a really good pair. Um, but obviously, right now, it's not necessarily the case. Let's throw you it over to. Be worried that maybe Ricardo doesn't even figure out the brakes in the McLaren car. Because you gotta you gotta understand like he's built for that rebel car he was in that late yeah. breaking that like mm-hmm. I, don't know, I don't know how to describe it but um 
he can never figure out the he he can never figure out the brakes in a reno and he was there two years right yeah yeah two years years and he still couldn't figure out the brakes yeah yeah actually he he needs that like bitey the the bitiness of the the red bull yeah i like it was weird i I like read this whole like in-depth thing about like this interview with daniel and like um his like pr person talking about like his um like racing style and how he's like figuring out the car and like he thinks he's still on the right track which is obviously what everyone's gonna say but um apparently it's like apparently the mclaren car is like pretty aggressive like we think the red bull is um but it's just a different type of aggressive that like he isn't able to like control and maximize yet but he he says he's like he's like got the average like amount of like strengths out of the car he just wants to like maximize it which he hasn't yet like lando it's a uh it's a it's a mercedes aggression versus a honda aggression which <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know usually the mercedes aggression is like the lewis hamilton you know cut you know cutting in on someone when you shouldn't be cutting in on someone that's what ricardo needs to figure out he's just gonna take a few people out along the way yeah exactly exactly it's gonna be very aggressive maybe we literally. can do 55 g's next crash i don't know oh, wow okay went there okay uh let's throw it over to number five in the constructors alpine who have 77 points C plus B. I I know Alcon just won, and they are top five in the constructors. But I didn't. C- I didn't see really being there. <laughs> I agree with you, and I think they've been like take out that one race that was arguably like they were handed the top five positions, right? Yeah. But like take out that race, I think they've been very average. Yeah, they haven't done anything to stand out at all. Yeah. The reason why they won that was probably because of Vettel and Alonso (laughs) like holding them back and really making a team move but uh yeah they haven't they really haven't done anything or like made any like significant improvements um like like they've been okay they've been hovering around points for the most part like they've been hovering around like top 10 for the most part which I mean is not an awful place to be in it's just you kind of want a little. You kind of want yeah. a little bit more with Alonso. And they haven't really moved up either, like from yeah. where they've been. Like their average, it's pretty much the same throughout the whole season. And I think they've also been there because, like uh, Austin Martin, has been worse than I thought they'd be this year. So yeah, Alpine really hasn't had any challengers in that position, other than Gasly, I guess, because Sonoda hasn't been anywhere near it. <laughs> hey, he's working on it. He's working on it. Don't. don't so I'm just happy to see Sonoda finish and you know not be swearing at his um not 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 be getting like track (laughs) limit penalties for exceeding track limits and pit lane pit lane um oh yeah pit pit, pit lane speed or infractions and when's the last time he didn't crash in practice (laughs) yeah he's getting there he's getting there don't don't worry he's getting there he's the definition Uh, of a rookie (laughs) um c plus for me for alpine is there anything different any other c b minus c plus um alpha towery i'm gonna go with a b minus for alpha towery mostly because of ghastly i think ghastly mm-hmm. is probably one of the most underappreciated underrated drivers right now and he's just one of my favorites that's why he's it's a, a plus for me. Five, yeah 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 i definitely think he's i think they're like a b minus maybe even pushing a b but it's purely Gasly, and I think he, I think they, everyone looks down on him because he's the one that got demoted from Red Bull, 
And so he's seen as like this, like now bad driver that, you know, can't win anything and um, with like a really good car. But I think he, I think he's done really well this year. And I think that's why people are talking about him trying to move back to Red Bull, but you know, I don't know if that's going to happen. I don't think it's going to happen. No, I don't think so either. And not even the drivers, like the engineers, because they have a really good car this year, like better than I thought it would be for at the start of the season. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I, I mean, the thing with Alpha is that Alpha Tauri is that I think Gasly's a B minus driver. Like, I think that's just who he is. For the most part, he's a B minus mm-hmm. driver. He can be a B plus, but for the most part, he's having like the B minus B area. Yuki is either like a B plus or a C plus. Like Yuki is like either on whatever extreme on any given weekend, he could be really good or he could be really poor. And that's why I came with the, the B minus conclusion for Alpha Tower. I was reading a couple of articles yesterday about how if uh, Yuki doesn't get like a Japanese backing paid seat, then he might actually lose his seat. I wouldn't be surprised by that. There's I, some good drivers in uh, F2 right now. I know. I I wouldn't be surprised. Just I feel like Yuki's not maybe not necessarily the easiest like person to work with as well, and that like puts the mm-hmm. teams off a little bit. And um, I don't know if I don't know like what the relationship is with like him and like Gasly is, but like I'm sure it's probably not like the strongest as well. So there's nothing mm-hmm. really like holding him there other than like his previous performances in like other races him going back to to f2 would not be the worst thing in the world no not for him no i don't think so honda leaving he may not have as much pull in f1 anyway so yeah fair point needs a bit more time um aston martin seventh they're like a d for me almost like a c minus i'll go c minus uh i'd give him I give him a C just because I think Vettel does a pretty good job. Um, but that's really it. <laughs> I'm giving them like there. Like no one mentions them. They just Yeah, like the only reason why they do they well do is nothing. because yeah, the only reason why they do well is because those positions are really given to them. Um, I think Vettel can put up a good fight, but that's just because he's like an experienced and like pretty good driver. I don't think it's because of their car. I think their car really sucks, actually. <laughs> their their car has got worse from last year. Like, the car has definitely decreased in performance from last year. Yeah. Lance Stroll, I know, was, like, in, well, in, no, I was going to say in Azerbaijan. Like, he was actually, like, looked like he was, I, I think he was going to finish in a top five in Azerbaijan, wasn't he? And then yeah. the whole mm-hmm. tire controversy there kind of fucked him. <laughs> We we okay. We know Stroll's a pay driver. Like let like we know Stroll's yeah. pay mm-hmm. driver. He's he's a fine driver. He's okay. I don't know. I I this this team is not mm. as good as Alpha Tauri. No, they're 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 probably not as good as Alpine. And Which is sad because that's where they thought they were going to be at the start of the year. Yeah, they, they thought they'd be beating Alpine. And they, I think you were talking them up a lot in our uh, we were talking at the start of the year. Me, Austin Martin, no, or you just I know I was saying I because I saw their car in testing when they did testing in Bahrain and they had a, either, like a bunch of mistakes or like somebody was driving like shit. And it's just like, yeah, they're not mm-hmm. maybe to be like before testing. I'm like, yeah, they could be something. Yeah. But then a testing came along. It's like, no, I'm I'm out on this because <laughs> I just don't see I don't see how. 
the car can compete as well. Maybe Vettel can do something. Stroll is Stroll. I don't know if Stroll, I, Stroll, I don't know if there's any more room to grow for Lance Stroll. Like, I don't know where the path forward is for Lance Stroll to be a top five driver in Formula One. I, I don't know I if he's a top like, 10. I don't know if he's a top 10 driver in Formula One right now. If he's top 10, he's like ninth or 10. Yeah, like, <laughs> he's he's should, he's, no, he's just getting in. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I, I don't see the yeah. pathway for him to get the top five. I, I think the only way he does that is like if he was to make like a big move. Like, mm-hmm. to like a different team, but I don't think that's gonna happen. That will happen because he, what, obviously like, his dad is like a part owner, which owns the team. But yeah, like that would that would be the only way I see him making like a drastic improvement for him to like be at prime age and like be in a good car, like for everything to work out. That'd be the only way I see it, but I don't think realistically it'll happen. D D plus C minus. C for Aston Martin. That's kind of where we're at. I give him a C. C. Just because of Vettel, but it. But you're awfully generous. Yeah, maybe C minus. <laughs> uh Williams. We'll discuss Williams racing here. I a C. I give him a C. Maybe a C plus, but C plus mostly because of the driver, not really because of the car. C plus because of Russell, like, and he's been yeah. qualifying really well for yeah. Williams. Yeah, he's he's definitely done really well. Like, he's definitely improved a lot. I'll give him that. And I think Latifi's done okay, like in the race. Um, he sucks in qualifying. He's terrible, but in the race, I think he does like all right, like with who he's competing with at least in the back of the pack but he he should be better than both the Haas drivers which is all that's really being asked of him so Mm -hmm. he's kind of just doing what he's asked yeah considering the car he's got and you know things like that so a a c for you then justin patrick you're gonna run i'm just gonna go with a c plus because other than russell there's been really no surprises nothing like too bad it gets tough down there when you start getting into the pay drivers but yeah yeah uh alfa romeo D plus, yeah, <laughs> pretty much. They're not really in the equation. <laughs> they're they're just hoping for a point at this point. They're, I don't. They're... Well, I don't know if they actually know what they're doing. So they so <laughs> they don't. So so pretty much you have you have Kimi, who is very complacent. Yeah, who's kind of just there. I mean, he probably should just retire. But instead, he's taking up a, a spot because he gets this, you know, he gets paid still quite a bit. Giovinazzi. I, don't I know this is he, his episode, so we shouldn't be shit talking him, but like. I, I just don't think he really adds too much value mm-hmm. to like the team. Like, I think, I think Kimmy at least like brings like, you know, a lot of like attention to Alpha Romeo just because everyone likes the Iceman, but. I don't really see like like Giovinazzi. Like he doesn't he isn't like a crazy good driver and he's not really standing out and he's not bringing that much attention and publicity to the team as well. I I, I do want to say I, I two things. Um one he's not somebody who strikes fear to you. Like you don't hear no. Antonio Giovinazzi it's like, oh fuck, I gotta look Coming up, up behind battle. Yeah, it's just like <laughs> Everyone... you know, you're not really intimidated by him. Mm-hmm. And then the second thing, I think in the last drive to survive, I'm pretty sure Will Buxton, Will Buxton said something along the lines of like, 
he's wicked fast and that's all he gave him credit for like he like basically he's fast and if you know if he can figure out how to actually drive uh he you know he's, he he can be a good driver in formula I'm one i'm sure he's i think he can be like a pretty quick driver but i think like when you're in the actual race i think just with like every other factor he isn't good mm-hmm. um but i think like he can be quick and that's probably why he still got the seat but yeah i don't think he's that great in my opinion so d plus for alfa romeo I was going to give them a C minus just because of those bottom three, they at least have like some race pace. Okay. But, but yeah. I would give them higher, but just because they seem like they're, they're going nowhere. They have no clue they're doing just like you said, Ian. There's no plan. I, yeah. I there's no, I don't see, I don't see where the pathway is kind of like what I mentioned with stroll. I, I don't see mm-hmm. where the pathway is to be a top five team. Yeah, there isn't. Yeah. They didn't really bring in, they could have brought in a young guy to put beside Kimmy, but they, they didn't. So I don't get why they even brought him in. So y- Yuki to Alfa Romeo, or even even Mick. Mick. Okay, maybe that would actually be interesting. I don't think he's Yuki. definitely an improvement over Haas. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, it's Steiner, the time to do it if put the new cars next year. Honestly, yeah, I think Steiner's getting a little frustrated with like Mick's like negotiations and like future. Um, just because it's so complicated as to like what Ferrari wants to do um, with him. So. Well, no offense, Gunter, but like Schumacher kind of has more leverage over you. Yeah. Whole team. <laughs> you team. know he's not staying in the long term. You know what you're signing up for. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Just yeah, like yeah. a one or two year contract. Two max. Yeah. yeah. Um. Let's talk about then Haas quickly. Um. Schumacher, I believe, will be a champion in this sport by the end of the decade at some point, probably with Ferrari. I'm not really concerned about how well he does with Haas this season, even though he's actually looked okay. Like, he was in a top 10. Granted, there were so many crashes, so many retirements. But uh, Schumacher was actually running top 10 in Hungary. I I really like him. Yeah. So do I. I love Schumacher. Yeah. He was also like defending. I forgot what race it was, but like there was one race where he was defending like decently well, but like a few people like coming up. Um, I feel like that was the last race in Hungary. Yeah. I think it yeah, was that, that when like Max got stuck behind him. Yeah. And like Max yeah. had like a dis, he had like pretty much half his car Ma- gone. I was going to say, <laughs> Ma- Max had like a 65% like yeah. performing yeah, car. Like one of his, his floorboards floor on the gone. right side was gone. <laughs> yeah. and, he, and he was like, Schumacher was trying to defend Max trying to defend Lewis or uh yeah Schumacher yeah so I like Schumacher and he didn't do it in a dangerous way that's I think that's like what was important because Mazepin would have just probably hit him but (laughs) but I feel like because he like defended but he didn't like take Mm -hmm. it to like a point where you know he's causing crashes and it's like a dangerous move I think that like showed his strengths really well well mazepin would have done what you did in go-karting where patrick obviously spun on the corner and you just went right on the inside as i was trying to give patrick what? space you just took the space that i gave for patrick and, and you cut in on me where's the you're giving me the space okay, no, it's not no i was not space. giving you the space i was, yeah, I was significantly faster than you it was pretty much a blue flag situation <laughs> that was, wow okay all right I mean, Fair he's enough. not wrong. Justin, didn't we like almost pass him twice in the last lap, man? I did. 
I did pass. You I, I think I pa- I think I passed you twice when you uh, had when we had like you crashed and we had our caution or whatever. I think I passed you twice and you still lapped me back on the return. Yeah, that's I, how I was going. Okay, well, if I didn't pass you there, would I pass you in the next turn? Sure, probably. But the fact is that you just more on the straight <laughs> right after. Yeah, yeah probably. Like Justin, I'm not that's ar- just because you're light though. The straights you're like home. I know, Justin. I'm not arguing that. Like I'm not arguing that you wouldn't have passed me later on. It's just you did that right at that exact time when Patrick had spun, and I was trying to get around him. But hey, no flags were out. That's all I'm Justin, saying. I was looking. I looked at the around. Tip of a hairpin. I could not move. Uh any predictions for the rest of the season I, I don't know if it's a hot take if you think red bull like do you think red bull is going to win the championship do you think max is going to win the driver's championship do you guys have any predictions for the rest of the season i have red bull winning and then ferrari sorry mclaren catching ferrari or passing ferrari i guess okay I max, think... wins, max wins the drivers yeah okay i don't, I don't know hate I, that. I think it's purely on luck now at this point like mm-hmm. like unless like they make like some drastic changes like one of them makes like mercedes did um like for the past few races where like they caught up so much if they if one of the teams was to make that type of improvement again which i don't really see happening just because we're you know approaching the next season now so they're not going to put too much money into this um i think it's just purely based on luck like whatever plays out whoever like dns the most or you know things like that um but i agree as well i think mclaren would catch ferrari i think they're maybe not necessarily like as consistent as a team but i think lando will do enough to pass ferrari and the constructors Hmm. i just think lando has to stay consistent and ricardo has to get some type of consistency yeah. in there it's like ricardo it's, has it's to become below. like a regular top 10 drive mm-hmm. like he can't be finishing 11th and 12th yeah like he he's got to be hitting p7 p8 for them yes yeah like close to like the top five like pushing it my i i think hamilton and mercedes are gonna win i'm content with Lan- uh, lewis or max winning even lando if lando won he that'd be cool i think sergio Perez will finish in the top three I think he'll get to third. Um, Bottas, I, I don't know if he'll be kind of overthinking how the rest of this, it, like, you know, the, is this going to be my last few races with Mercedes type deal? And I, I just think Sergio Perez has a better car than McLaren. So I'm, I'm willing to make that bet that Perez finishes third this season. I just He's still figuring out that car too. Yeah. He's only going to get better. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, f- I feel like Lando just maximizes that McLaren car so much that he's he'll be able to pass. I think I think he'll do better than Perez still. In the in the short term, do you think he has more upside than Perez though? Or in the short do you think term, he has more to give this season. It, oh, in the short term, I think Perez has more to give. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah, I think Perez like. Like Lando, I think is like operating about what 95, 90, 95 percent capacity of what we think Lando can do. Perez, I think, is at about like 80, 85. Yeah, he's yeah, like I think he still has about 10 percent that Perez can give to to like push Mm -hmm. him ahead. 
Yeah. I think by the end of the season, Perez will be a better like performing driver than Lando, but yeah. I think Lando may still be ahead because he's already. I th- that. Yeah, I think I think I I think that's kind of what I was trying to go like trying to say was like I think Perez definitely could make improvements to be a better driver in the end, and probably mm-hmm. going into next season he'll probably be a better driver just because of his car, but I think Lando would just he's just so consistent now getting like pretty much P four on. Like that's like his average, I think, for like the whole season. He was he he was the only driver I think to have points in every race, wasn't he? Up until yeah. uh, like, like eleven, I think it was like mm-hmm. yeah, something. it was up until Hungary, wasn't it? Yeah, I'm pretty sure Hungary was the only race. Mm-hmm. Hungary is the only race he doesn't have points in this year, and he yeah, had a streak going. Ten races in a row, then I think. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I and I'm take it that we all believe it. We all would rather have Lando or Perez over Bottas, or at least we believe in those guys over mm-hmm. Bottas right now. Yeah, I think it'd be a mistake if Mercedes kept Bottas for next year. Okay, well, all right, let's get into that because that's gonna be my that's my next thing I want to do. Okay. So right now there are, as we speak, as we do this on August nineteenth, twenty twenty one eight drivers who do not have contracts next year. Okay. Uh, we'll go through this quickly. What are the odds of each driver? Give a percentage of each driver returning to their team for next season. I'll go through the drivers here. Okay. Valtteri Bottas. 30%. I give him a 45%. I'll, I'll I'll say fifty percent. I think I think it's closer than people think. Obviously, I think the odds kind of really aren't in his favor right now. Um, but I think it's behind the scenes; it's a lot closer because the dynamic just works so well um, for the whole team and Lewis. But yeah, I give him forty-five. Okay, I'd say fifty just because I think it's either George or Bottas. Like it's either Russell or Bottas. Oh yeah, and. Part of me feels like if they were going to announce the Russell move, they would have done it. I don't know. That's kind of, yeah. But they wouldn't want to ruin, like, because if Bottas knows he's not going to have a seat, like, next year in Mercedes, I feel like they're trying to just, like, push it as much as they can so he doesn't, like, become unmotivated to, like, do well and, like, cause more problems. Because now he's going to try and want to show off to, like, whoever, whatever other team that he – you know, I was trying to get signed to, and then that might create problems um, with Lewis and then, you know, ruin the whole constructors. Okay. That's Fair enough. Good point. Uh, uh, Sergio Perez, Red Bull. 65, I'd say. That was exactly my number. I say 65. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say, I'll say 75%. Okay. I think the odds are pretty good that he yeah. stays. I, I think there's a lot of talk that, he'll move and like someone like young and upcoming is going to, you know, join Red Bull and steal his seat. But I, Pierre Gasly. <laughs> Unless I, he becomes the reason where Red Bull can't win the driver's championship or sorry, yeah. the constructors championship. then I think he can stay. Yeah. I think as long as he's like contributing and like knows that like he's realistically the second driver and like he's there just to like be that second driver so they can pull off more strategies. Um, I think is. If he like continues to improve, I don't see a problem with him returning back at all. I, I again, I said this earlier. You'd be stupid if you're Christian Horner. You'd be stupid not to let 
Paris, mm-hmm. Paris can come back. I just think you'd be making a really big mistake. You're, you're, you're putting yourself in, in danger when you don't need to. Uh, Pierre Gasly and Yuki Tsunoda, both Alpha Tauri drivers, do not have a contract for next season. Odds on them returning. Here is a tricky one because yeah. if, he, if he doesn't get that Rebel seat back, I don't know if he wants to stay in the Rebel program. I'm going to say 60%. I agree, think, I agree with that. Yeah, I think this year would probably, he'd probably sign one more, like one year contract. Um, so I'd, I'd say the same percent, but I think if after that, I think it would significantly decrease. I think he would begin looking elsewhere if he didn't see um, like a potential seat at Red Bull. I do think it's kind of a bet on yourself because we're going to have the new cars come in next year. I think if he can put up these same sort of results in the new car next year, while, you know, teams start having a bit more money, generating a bit more revenue, then he could say, listen, I did this well in the new car. Pay me. Well, give me, give me, give me a spot. I also think that it's a possibility that Perez, you know, might, I mean, I don't really know a situation, but like he might, you know, he's, he's been around for a while. Like he might not continue racing that much longer. And so he might just hold out until Perez is kind of done racing. Cause you know, he's, mm-hmm. he's one of like the oldest drivers on the grid, I think, or like, at least like, in he's a, been racing for like the last 10 plus years. Yeah. Like he's been there a long time. So, I mean, you know, is obviously he's doing really well now, but like he might choose to like end his career like a bit earlier, kind of like a Rosberg thing. Maybe. Uh, and Yuki. 35% with LP like 35 45 around yeah, even like a 40ish percent I don't I don't really see it <laughs> he'd have to do he'd have to put up some actual points and results in the second half if he wants to keep that seat yeah I think he's got him he's got to like impress because Red Bull Red Bull moves drivers in and out really fast mm-hmm. and I think just with like how involved the actual like head Red Bull team is like involved with AlphaTauri I think they're just gonna kick him out if he can't do anything um like happy. Plus, if they keep Gasly, I can't imagine they keep Sonoda as well. Yeah, that's a good point. I think yeah. one of them will go. Okay. Yeah. And and Gasly's the better bet to stay. I think we can all yeah. agree on that. Long term, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, both the Alpha Romeo dri- Alpha Romeo drivers yeah, have contracts for the next season, or do not have contracts for next season. I need to figure out what I'm talking about. Alpha Romeo, no drivers under contract for 2022. Kimi stays. It's such a tricky spot. Because <laughs> yeah, I think Giovinazzi has to go. I think he's actually gonna go. What what's the upside for him though? Well, like Justin said, he's gonna get a, sp- a spot with Ferrari. Shut up! I I just I don't know. I I what's feel like Ferrari just that, hoping... if it goes to someone, wouldn't it go to Mick at some point instead of you? Oh, I think. I, oh yeah, no, totally. I think Mick yeah. would absolutely jump the line over Giovinazzi. It's so where's Giovinazzi's future here. It's pro- probably probably ending up at Haas, to be honest. No, <laughs> he, you know he he could pro- <laughs> he could probably race for like Alpine or somebody like that. Like probably that's where I think Fernando retires. Yeah, like okay. I think that I think that's where like it's a good point. He's not. Listen, he's same thing with Lance Stroll. He's not a top ten driver in Formula One. I don't I don't think he ever will be. 
So you're going to be driving for a middling team for the most part. And you're not going to be good. You're not going to be great, but you're just going to be fine. And you're going to be, mm-hmm. you know, probably finishing middle of the pack for most of your career. Like, that's what I think he is. And I don't know if you're Alpha Romeo, what your move is. So why not just at least bring Gio back? At least Gio is like the young guy. Yeah, a little little more potential. A little bit more potential because Kimi, no offense to Kimi, everybody likes him. He's really cool. At some point, you have to rip the Band-Aid off there and let him go. Yeah, he doesn't have the pace anymore. Yeah, he's he's there. I think he's personally there just for like the publicity. Like a lot of he's got a huge fan base and brings a lot of fans and attention. Like I said before, but that's really it. I don't I think as an actual driver, if you were to take all of the other like if you were to take the fame away, I don't think he's actually that mm-hmm. great of a driver no. anymore. He's he's really confused. lost it. I was confused when they brought him in because it's not like they're sticking him next to a young guy like Sonoda or something like that to like give him that experience. Yeah. It's almost like they brought him in for their name and the results, but they're really getting neither. So it doesn't really make any sense. So I guess for myself, Gio, I think there's a 50% chance he comes back. And then Kimi, it's 40%. I think there's also just a good chance that they just run it back next year. And they're just like, yeah, Mm -hmm. weird year, 2021, 2020, weird years. I feel like... I was going to go 60-40. Okay. For G- 60 for Geo? For Geo, 60. Yeah. 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 I, I feel like I feel like they'd want like a super young team that's like a bit more exciting. They'd probably do like a Geo-Mick combo if it goes through. I could see that happening. Because mm-hmm. you got to also remember, does Kimmy want to spend this time at his age learning that whole new car too? Yeah. Yeah. He's even retiring at the end of this year. Yeah. That's a good point. I I, I kind of agree with that. That makes sense. Uh, Williams drivers. Williams does not have any drivers under contract for 2022. Odds that George Russell comes back to Williams. I give him... I feel like I should answer first. Uh, I, sure, I you answer him, first. I give George like a... 49% chance that he stays. Okay. I think, like, I really want to move, but I, it's, like, so on the fence just because of, like, what I said about Valtteri before as well. Like, mm-hmm. it just works so well with Mercedes, and that's really what he wants. Like, he really doesn't want any team. Um, he's just making threats that, like, he'll go somewhere else. Realistically, he doesn't want to go anywhere else. He, he's, like, mm-hmm. he's, like, the image of Mercedes. So, I, yeah, that's what I think. I was just giving George a 30 because it's the same as I gave uh, Botas because the only the only place he's going is if he leaves. So Yeah. yeah. Like- <laughs> I'll, I'll say I'll say 50% because I said 50% oh. that Botas stays with Mercedes. Personally, I think it would be really cool. I think that would be probably the biggest storyline next year if Russell goes to Mercedes is having huge the, the like the arguably the greatest driver of all time against someone who people mm-hmm. really like and seem to think can be another talented driver um nicholas latifi back next year i I, i'm kind of leaning towards like kim returning like i think i'm close to like the 45 percent, 50 percent i think if george was to leave then 
they'd keep one driver that's already been on the team and bring on a second driver from I don't know where else, maybe Valtteri, or maybe it's someone from Formula 2. But, yeah, I, I think the odds are actually pretty good, dependent on if George stays. Okay. Because if George leaves and they try to bring in another, like they, I don't think they can afford to bring in two younger guys because I think they rely on the paid driver. Yeah, that's why. That's why. That's why I have Latifi going back is because they're going to keep yeah. the paid driver next. Even though they got new investors and they have new funding, mm-hmm. they're probably just going to keep the paid driver for at least another year as we get out of the pandemic. Yeah, I agree with that one. Uh, any is there any other driver that's not in Formula One right now that you'd like to see back? Uh, I, I think I mentioned like Nico Hulk, Nico Hulkin. I can't do the accent, the Ricardo, I can't do the Hulkenberg uh <laughs> accent, but like Hulkenberg, Ooh. maybe Alex Albon, maybe he goes, to, he goes to Alpha Tower. He's been hyping him up lately, yeah, he's been getting some decent attention online. Um, I thought he would go to Alpha Tauri this year with um, uh, Gasly. Like I figured, like the former the ex Red Bull drivers would just <laughs> form the uh, Alpha Tauri team. The yeah, best. I think that'd be a pretty good strategy for the team. But I feel like just knowing Red Bull, they'd want someone that like is super exciting. That like you know they have the they have like that like already pre-existing like excitement of Gasly as to like what his future is and so I feel like they'd want someone really up and coming to develop and everyone's really surprised with um like from F2 or wherever else yeah I feel, I, I was gonna say I feel like if you're adding Albon to Alpha Tauri that's more of like a constructor's play like that's not necessarily mm-hmm. a development team that's more of like oh we think we can compete with like yeah we want to we want to solidify our p4 p5 sort we, we maybe even compete with like McLaren or Ferrari or yeah. somebody and it's just like that doesn't quite make sense for what Alpha Tauri is but sure yeah. you could do that yeah I think yeah like that's what I was trying to get like as a team move yeah definitely I think that's a great idea but I don't think that's their purpose. That's that's not what they're trying to do. Any other drivers that you guys would like to see possibly in Formula One next year? Uh, that's really it. I... Other, other than like some of the F2 guys, that's pretty much it. I was going to say some of the Formula E guys. I was watching some of the Formula E racing over the past. Nick DeVries, who just won for the yeah. uh, Mercedes, I believe, F1 or for, Formula E team. A couple of the Formula E guys have been really cool. He, he's actually in the talks of taking that Mercedes seat too. I don't think the odds are very good. No, God, no. He might, he might do like, he might be in Williams next. Like I, I wrote an article about that for speakerpeace.ca about uh, some Formula E drivers who could go and like race for Williams next year that make like Pascal Verline or, you know, Nick DeVries, bunch of guys that can make sense. Yeah. Um. All right. We got some mailbag questions. So people want your opinions on some questions. Uh, related to Formula One? Related to, for, well, yeah, related to Formula One. All of them are related <laughs> to Formula One. Cool. Nobody's asking for your opinions on shoes on this podcast, Justin. Oh. So, or, or, or provincial capitals. Uh, so Noah, buddy Noah from the friend of the pod, asks, is the Monaco GP track boring? I find it boring now. I think the race is boring, but Monaco is more about the weekend. It's like the experience. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. not about I the think, race. Yeah, I think the actual race track is 
like boring like nothing really happens like you're just bored the whole time but like what Patrick was saying just like the whole experience of being in Monaco and like the luxuries and everything I think that's what like brings the excitement I think it's kind of boring the track is kind of boring the layout's kind of boring um also like they've been racing on huh the tunnel's cool sure the tunnel's cool but the actual like how the track like it's one of the shortest tracks in formula one like it's a tight it's a tight condensed track um i think it'll be fun with the newer cars next year though that's the other thing i was going to mention downpours it could be crazy yeah well the other overtake well the other thing is that they've been racing on monaco for what 50 years now and like the cars have gotten extraordinarily bigger since yeah. they started racing, which they were not ex- in, you know, when they started racing on the streets of Monaco, they weren't anticipating the cars to get as big as they are now, which hasn't helped. That's why I'm more so excited for next year. I know it's not like much smaller, but compared to this year. Yeah. 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 Sure. Totally. Uh, Jevin Lefebvre, a friend of the pod of the left, he does the left side heavy pod. Uh, he got me set up with this, uh, with this mic stand, by the way, new, new mic setup. So shout out Jevin for making me like somewhat professional here. Um, he asked, could my 05 automatic accord compete in an F1 race? You could um, pass Mazepin maybe. That's yeah. Cool. I was going to say, you could probably pass Haas. You could probably compete with Haas and that's about it. Yeah, it probably could. Just yeah. wait for wait for Mazepin to crash. You're, you're Slap a couple turbos in there. Maybe a big big wing on the back. A, a DRS wing. Yeah, and some some really wide tires. I think we'll be good to go. All right. Uh, finally, last question from Bradley Fraser. Who do you think was at fault in the Lewis and Verstappen crash on lap one at the British Grand Prix? Ian, did you plant this question? I did not. No, Bradley asked it. Um, it because so pretty much i've done a youtube video on this i've talked about this on some of my other pods but i get patrick used to what what is it patrick what are your thoughts who's who's at fault you know i think it, it's lewis's fault okay all right i know you think it's the opposite so no i think it's or, i think it's 50 50 it's 50 50 i think it's a racing incident justin an exciting vote here come on justin i lean towards lewis like it's Lewis's fault just because I think he like yeah I think it is a racing incident and like the penalty shouldn't be like super harsh on him but I think I just think he got a bit aggressive and he's getting frustrated over like the last few turns that like he really couldn't pass him and I think he tried to make a move that Max probably wasn't expecting and I think that's why he crashed so I lean towards Lewis but it's it's really a racing incident still but i lean towards lewis again i said it's a racing incident because max Mm -hmm. gave him space lewis took space lewis did what probably any of us would do they were going back and forth the whole time the whole lap they were bound to touch no matter like at the rate that they were going i also think though if it was like reversed and max did that to lewis i think we'd be having like a very different discussion like in what's- I think I think Lewis would have been very vocal about it. Oh, probably, yeah. but not, probably. But I mean, Red Bull has been pretty vocal about it too. That's true. I just feel like Lewis has, like, when Lewis says something and he gets super serious about it, it's intense. Yeah. Yeah. When Lewis says it? something, people listen. Yeah, like, it's like a. There's LeBron. a reason nine out of ten posts on F1 Instagram. <laughs> 
I was going to say, it's like a LeBron James thing. It's like, if anybody else was saying something, they probably wouldn't chat about it because it's Lewis Hamilton. Yeah, exactly. One of the one actually has to do something, actually has to take this seriously. Yeah, that's all I meant by it, yeah. Okay. All right. Um, well, that's the podcast. That's all I got, uh, you know, for content for today. Um, boys, is there anything you want to plug, you want to share, anybody you want to shout out, Any anything you want to mention before we go here? I'll give you a few seconds to do so if you got that person group justin you're aren't you doing business you got it like some business project or promotion you got to promote i got nothing ian okay you're, yeah i yeah that's i really got nothing for you i'm gonna be honest i'm just glad to be on here and have a good time well this is an underwhelming end to the episode here um thank you both for coming on it's always great seeing you guys Maybe not so much when we're go-karting, but that's more of a me thing and me struggling. But, you know, that's not your fault. Yeah, Ian didn't do too well last no, time. No, he, no. Terrible, actually. Really bad. A blue flag just for Ian. Nikita. <laughs> <laughs> Nikita McNaughton. Ian, do you know what your name in my phone is? Is it Nikita McNaughton? Uh, is it Ian, no. Ian, it's, Ian, it's, Ian, Ma- Ian Mazepin. Ian Mazepin? Nice. Yeah. Yes. That's cool um yeah that's the podcast uh thank you very much for uh for listening um i don't have a lot i need to plug on here uh, i've been doing some writing go check out some of my articles some of it oh aren't you kind uh we got episode 100 of the fyp podcast coming on coming up here pretty soon um any special guests we're hoping uh, do you know matthew mosquito no you went to school at ubco no Anyways, he was supposed to be our special guest, so clearly it's not that special to Justin. So that's cool. Um, that that was so that episode one hundred coming up soon. Uh, basically, I'm finalizing my fall schedule. I'm gonna announce uh, our SYP events for the fall. Uh, good news, boys! I might be going to Alberta. Wow! Look at you. <laughs> yeah, getting COVID in Alberta challenge. Uh, should be great. Uh, be sure again subscribe to the youtube channel like the video if you're watching on youtube uh check us out on spotify apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcast or your music just comment down you... below too what'd you say comment down below on the youtube video yeah, well. comment on youtube comment on the youtube yeah, yeah yeah um justin where do you get your music uh apple music apple music nice 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 uh youtube music oh oh i actually pay premium youtube that's a wow. So, wow. so you got like that in picture thing where you could be on like two different apps and have YouTube playing. Yeah. Corner? Oh my God. I know. Wow. What a stunning offline, re- offline YouTube videos. Yeah. What a stunning, oh, wow. What a stunning revelation this is. That's I didn't crazy. Even know that was a thing. Yeah. Yeah. You, you actually click subscribe when it pops up. Yep. I actually did. <laughs> I'm actually paying real money to YouTube so that I can have that. How much is YouTube music? Uh, I think it's like eight or nine bucks a month. I don't have Spotify. Oh, okay. okay. Uh, I, basically, that's my music. I don't pay for Netflix. I just bum off everybody else's Netflix. So pretty much it's just YouTube music. There you go. That's pretty cool. I think you're the first person I know that has YouTube music. Yep. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Premium YouTube. Try it out today. That should be one of the ads in this podcast. Thank you very much for listening. This has been great. We'll chat again soon. Peace out.
Bye.